Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Stephon Marbury is a really interesting guy to me because it, it does remind me of what's happening with Carmelo Anthony right now in the sense that the guy who's you know, from New York, played in New York, didn't get it done in New York, has become a little bit of a villain in New York now and when it's his hometown. They blame it on him, the fact that he didn't get it done? Yeah, I mean, he was not. I mean, at the very end, it was just got ugly. It was bad, yeah. you know, between him and Dan Tony, and then it just mm-hmm. didn't work out. And then he goes to China; and he's beloved over there, right? And I remember seeing an interview with him. He's like, "Why would I ever go back? They hate me there. They love me here." So, and here he is. Look at this, mm-hmm. Stephon Marbury walking into the studio. We're live. Hey, <laughs> what's happening? This is Brian. Sorry, get out of your what's way. Up, so, Stefan Marbury is here. He's going to talk to some NYU students. And Starberry is back, too. So excited to talk to him about that. So you're going to have a, a Q&A with incoming students at uh, at NYU. What are you going to tell the students, man? Go to China. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to. Learn Mandarin right now. If they want to, they can come. <laughs> Definitely. So, I, I think about you and your relationship with New York now. Because it's got to mm-hmm. be complicated right now. I grew up in New York. I, I I love New York. I love the Knicks. I loved when you were on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And you are a New Yorker. You played for that team. It ended ugly. And now you come back. You're still a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. But what's your relationship with the city right now when you come back? My relationship with the city is has always been the same. It's, it hasn't changed. I mean, I think with basketball during that time when I was here playing, um, it was a, a – Tough time. That's what I would say. It was a tough time, but uh, we moved past it. And, you know, I came back to New York. I went to the Garden when they played uh, one of their last games, and um, they recognized me, and, you know, it was cool. They didn't treat you like Oakley. (laughs) Nah, I didn't get treated like that. (laughs) (laughs) Any regrets on how it all ended for you here with the Knicks? No, I don't have no regret. I mean, everything that has has happened, I mean – you know, it happened, and it's yeah. over with. You know, it was part of a learning experience. How did you find your way to China? Man, God. <laughs> God, man. I mean, for me, it was a, an amazing opportunity to go and play basketball abroad and to build my brand. Um, it gave me an opportunity not only to play basketball, but um, it helped better my life and going someplace completely different. Did you ever think it was going to work out the way that it did? Did you have expectations when you headed over there that were completely different than the way it played out? None. I had no expectations at all. I mean, I went over there completely um, open-minded. Um, I went with you know, an open heart to basically love and to accept something completely different, and um, things ter- turned out to be pretty cool. How quickly did it take you to get acclimated to a foreign culture? And did you go by yourself, or did you have someone in tow to uh, from America that could, you know, you could lean on being in this foreign land? 
Yeah, I went with someone the first year. Um, I, I was only there for about 67 days the first year. The second year, um, I was there with my cousin. Um, third year, I was there with my cousin. And then from then on, I pretty much was there. I've been there by myself. G. Owen Jones with Stefan Marbury in studio talking to some NYU students. And Starberry is back. And excited to mm-hmm. see that in the States. Very successful in China as well. How many black people in China when you went over there? <laughs> I mean, there's black people over there. I know. I got some You'd be surprised. It's a, lot, it's a lot there. of black people over there. <laughs> you like walk down the street like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We got that universal <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah, universal yeah, yeah, head now. That, that works yeah, wherever. Yeah, you said with that. What up? <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Gio, that's all we're going to do is that. We don't have to know each other. <laughs> so can you put into words what it's like to be in a foreign country and be as beloved as you became over there? What is that like? Um, I mean, it's been the most amazing experience of my life, um, being able to be recognized in a country where they are over a billion people, let alone one point, whatever they say. Um, it's about over 300 million people that play basketball, mm-hmm. which means that's our whole population. Everybody's bouncing the ball in America. Um, and to be recognized and to be one of the, the guys who have made an impact in basketball and in sports there has been pretty cool coming from America. Um, it's, you know, my story is, is very colorful um, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, I, I will assume that a lot of people thought that my career would have ended, you know, in a plane crash. But, you know, we came down and we leveled off and went right back up and started to soar. And I and I credit that um, through my faith, my family, um, everybody staying positive and sticking with the dream. You know, we, we, we had a mission and going to China to learn about the sneaker business and we did. You know, we we are now, you know, in city trends. We're now um, getting ready to relaunch our 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 uh, e-commerce platform on a complete completely different scale at Starberry.com. So, you know, a lot of positive things. You know, we just now put ourselves in a position to do a deal with another company here in New York, um, and going into some of the local stores like Vems and Dr. J's and hopefully Kohl's and. Um, just all of the, the, the low low tier stores that give people the opportunity to have access to buying products. So, you know, we're we're trying. We're trying to make a difference. Three time Chinese basketball league champion and you helped bring a championship there for the first time in twenty some years. I think it was twenty nine years. Mm-hmm. And and so that's when they started erecting statues for you. As far as the business venture with Starbury, I play with a guy, Tim Brown, and he attempted to uh, develop a shoe, or he developed a shoe, but it got no traction. Really, how difficult of a task was it for you to develop Starberry and then get it out there in the marketplace? It was extremely difficult. Um, I think for me, you know, going into Stephen Stephen Barry's, it was the beginning of <clears throat> it was the beginning of uh, a promising time. But you know, for me, you know, when things went south, when they filed Chapter Eleven, you know, we did we weren't able to create that access for people anymore, which put us in a position where we had to try to figure out something different, a different route. And going to China was definitely not part of the plan. Mm-hmm. But when that happened, it, it, it opened up so many doors and it um, gave us an opportunity to learn. You know, 
took me 10 years to get to where I am right now as far as trying to build my own brand and, you know, trying to do it with limited capital. I didn't come into the game with, a, a like, a company like Under Armour. Right. But they came in with different people supporting the brand. I've been doing this on my own, you know, and I think for where we are right now, we, we don't pat ourselves on the back. We just look at it and say, wow, we came a long way and we – we learned a lot through this journey, you know, not only just playing basketball, but trying to build a, a company globally. Is that one of the messages you want to impart to the, the young men and women you're going to be speaking to at NYU that, it, you know, this is a journey and it's mm-hmm. not going to happen overnight. There mm-hmm. will be pitfalls. Yes. There will be peaks and valleys. Yes. But if you believe in what you're doing, you have a great product, mm-hmm. you can still be successful. Yeah, I mean, you know, products don't, they don't, it doesn't cost that much to make. You know, what we're saying is, you know, you can buy products for $150, $200. We're just saying that this is something that we're creating for people to be able to mm-hmm. say, you know what, there's a brand out there, there's a company out there that will be there, and they want to be a part of my life for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. by giving us that opportunity to be able to buy something at an affordable price. These are some very inexpensive shoes, and they look good, man. These look pretty good. I'm on your site right mm-hmm. now. I mean, you talking Starberry.com. Yeah, from 50 bucks all the way down to $14. Mm-hmm. And they look just like everything we're walking around in here in America. Gio and Jones and Stefan Marbury in studio across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, do you look back and think about your NBA career a lot these days? Nah, I really don't. don't. I mean, when you got a museum, two statues, green card, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got a museum. Yeah. You don't think about that stuff. That's you look at I that thought. as it look you look at it as it was something that was supposed to happen and it was a a great platform to build something internationally. You know, we we look at the NBA, we look at the NFL, we look at NHL here in America, but I think now because of social media, you know, the game is the games are shrinking. More and more people are, you know, they have access. You know, mm-hmm. little kids on high school playing on live right now, you could go watch and see because of, you know, the way how technology has transformed our lives. Um, the game is changing. You know, everything is changing. How well known were you in China when you first went there? I wasn't well known at all, to be honest. I mean, people knew who I was, but, you know, the guys that were really well known were guys like Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe Bryant, you know those guys. They, you know, Kobe winning championship, championships, and uh, Tracy McGrady playing with Yao Ming. So every time you know Yao made it to the All Star team, you probably would see Tracy McGrady or Steve Francis or one of the other mm-hmm. stars because you know when people vote from China, they vote for Yao and they vote for the other other guy that's right. on their team. So, um, you know, what's in the Stefan Marbury Museum? Uh, You know, it's it's funny. My mom, since I was a little kid, my mom collected all my trophies, my plaques, my MVP trophies, medals, you know, from Olympics, Junior Olympics, so many different awards that I won over my life. And, you know, when they they said that they wanted to build a museum, I was like, man, what am I going to do? All of the stuff, my mother was like, yeah, see, I kept all your stuff. And I, what I did was I shipped everything that I had, every trophy, everything that I've that accumulated over the years. I, I shipped it to Beijing, and it's all inside there now, and people get an opportunity to see all of it. Pretty cool. All right, man, I see a pair of shoes I want, but they're sold out. <laughs> High stepper, blue, green. 
When, when are they going to come back online? Everything, everything is going to be up in about another 90 days. You're going to make some more? Be, yeah, All right. Yeah, it's I like that. Be fresh. I dig, I dig <laughs> that color. All right. I want to be funky fresh. All right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So we said in Texas, you know we'll be funky saying? fresh, yo. Okay? Yo, I ain't man, from Colony Island, but also, you know what I'm saying? I want to send all of my prayers out to all of the people out in Texas that are struggling through this. This natural disaster is is such an it's it just it takes so much air out of you when you see these things. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about my mom, you know, at seventy five years old, trying to be hoisted up and put into inside of a truck. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing this stuff, man. It just it breaks it breaks the heart, and you know, we just gotta continue to to be supportive and not only pray, but, you know, be as supportive as we can. And I, and I just wanted to say that. Absolutely. And uh, it really is. Every time we see the images, we have it on the TV mm-hmm. right now. It's, it's, it's hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe watching it on TV. Yeah. I cannot imagine uh, being there and, right. and dealing with this. More with Stefan Marbury coming up next. We'll have a quick bogus update. Plenty more with the Chinese superstar and the man who created Starberry next. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Stefan Marbury in studio for another segment with us. A quick sports update from Andrew Bogish, and we'll get back to Stefan. Greg, let's recap Harvey's impact on the sports world. The Astros and Rangers will play this week's series in Tampa Bay instead of Houston in Thursday's preseason game between the Texans and Cowboys officially moved to Dallas. Far from that, Ezekiel Elliott's appeal of his six-game domestic violence suspension heard today here in New York. The Cowboy running back expected to testify under oath. The Detroit Lions have signed Matthew Stafford to a five-year extension. It reportedly includes $92 million guaranteed, 50 mil of that coming in a signing bonus that averages 27 mil annually, which makes Stafford the highest-paid player in the NFL, beating Raider QB Derek Carr, by two mil, he got that deal just last month. The Jets have named Josh McCown their starting quarterback, but why, Todd Bowles? It's a lot overall. It gives us the best chance to win. Right now. <laughs> Jeez. Resounding well, endorsement from the head coach. He gives them the best well. chance to win. He got over them pancakes and points. So, you know, he's a leader in the locker room. And we just make sure we keep the syrup away. He from hasn't him. changed, has he, that Todd Bowles? <laughs> no, uh, no media training for him, I guess. The CFL will not allow the Hamilton Tiger Cats to hire disgraced Baylor coach Art Bryles as their assistant head coach for offense. Baseball last night, the Indians a 6-2 win in the Bronx. Corey Kluber went eight, retired the last nine Yankees he's fa- he faced. The Red Sox winning in Toronto, 6-5, ending a four-game slot. The Angels one game behind Idle, Minnesota for the second AL wild card after a 3-1 win over Oakland. And Max Scherzer came off the DL to strike out 10 Marlins over seven. His Nats won that game 11-2. Guys? Gio and Jones and Stefan Marbury on CBS Sports Radio. He is in studio with us, and he's going to be talking to some NYU students on the day that they move in. And also, Starberry is back here in the States, starberry.com. Brian's been browsing that now for a good uh, yep. 20 minutes, and he's into <laughs> it, and you will be into it as well. Uh, when you first made your trek over to China, were you angry at all with the way things had gone down in the NBA? Were, was there any grudges being held in the in the beginning when you went over there? At that time, you know, I didn't have um opportunity to really feel that. You know, I was depressed during that time. I had just, I was dealing with losing my father, and I was just trying to create some balance in my life during that time. 
um, basketball came about. You know, I had the opportunity to play again, and it was the opportunity for for me to build my brand. Um, Stephen Barry's that foul chapter eleven. Um, I just had a lot of things that weren't going in the right direction for me at the time. So when I went there, you know, as I said, I just went there with a, a completely open mind. Um, um, I, I just wanted to play basketball, and I wanted to build my brand. That was my mind frame and my mindset. And, you know, when I was there, I, I didn't have any really no preconceived notions about what could possibly happen. I just was going to do something different. So were you initially – Repulsed by the ideal, or were you open and 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 had a clear mind and clear head about the opportunity from the outset? Nothing was clear. It was just the opportunity about playing basketball and building my brand and getting back into a realm where you know I can start doing something because I was really in a really depressed state. Mm-hmm. You know, after losing my father my aunt, my coach, all of those different things at one time in one month. It was just, it was a lot, you know, and it had a big effect on me as time went on. You know, we all grieve completely different, differently. So for me during that time when I left, you know, I was just in a, in a mind frame of I need to do something, I have to do something different. How did you get to a point where you could – to pick yourself up after all that stuff was going on and, and, and get out the door? I mean, was there a time where you just didn't think you could embark on something else because things were going so poorly? It was just a time. It was a time where I didn't want to do anything. You know, I just wanted to just sit still, um, be by myself, be with be with my own thoughts, um, and not deal with it in a way where it was like it became a thinking thing. You know, it started to become, I have to do something. Like, I can't just sit in this space and continue to live the way how I'm living. I have to continue to move forward. And in order for me to move forward, playing basketball was one of the outlets because that was something that um, I loved to do. And trying to get back into that realm, you know, you got to sweat, you got to work out, you know, you haven't been training. It's a variety of different endorphins that start to come alive once you start doing that. And once I started to do that, which one of my friends, Wayne Hall, I'll never forget, in Texas, we was in Houston, and I was going through a tough time, and he was like, come on, man, you got to go work out. You know, when I wanted to just lay in the bed, and he was like, nah, man, you got to get up. You got to keep you got to keep going. You know, and when I continued to do that, I had the opportunity to see myself again. And once I started to see myself again, that's when I was like, all right, I could do this. Another great message <clears throat> for the kids. Yeah, man. Another one. They picked the up. right guy to talk yeah. at NYU. <laughs> Either you curl up in the fetal position or you get back out there. Get back on that exactly. horse. Now, as far as the brand of basketball that's played in China, compare and contrast to the basketball that's played here. I mean, it's completely different as far as the, the talent is concerned. I mean, you're playing, you're playing against the best players in the world when you're playing in the NBA and – Playing in China, you're playing against the best players in China. Um, I think the game is growing. Uh, it's elevating. The, the talent pool is getting, you know, it's more sophisticated, as I would say, because the kids in China are training like some of the kids in America. And mm-hmm. they, they train for at least five to six hours, you know, five days a week. So for them, you know, they're in a, a, a onward and upward motion and learning the game and growing in the game. But um, it's, it's going to take some time. 
you still keep in touch with some of your former teammates, or is that just a, a life that you don't pay attention to anymore? <laughs> yeah, I keep in touch with some of my teammates. Yeah, you do? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've had so much fun in this new life that you're like, I don't even care about these people. <laughs> nah, nah, man. You know, I've, I had a great experience playing in the NBA, I've even, although I had some some tough times. But, you know, the tough times, they only, they only last for a little bit. They don't last forever. Um, yeah. I think for me, the whole experience and the whole journey of all of what I've been through playing basketball and the ups and downs, I mean, it, it's molded me and it's helped grow me in the way that I needed to to grow as a, as a man living right now and doing what it is that I'm doing. Without those experiences, I wouldn't have been able to make some of the decisions that I'm doing now that are, you know, constantly driven towards helping people. Now, have your communication skills evolved since living in China? You you more versed in Cantonese and Mandarin. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I can I can say some stuff and say I can so. understand. Ni say hao, so. ni hao, ni hao, ni hao. What's her name? What's her name again? <laughs> What's her name again? <laughs> I think that's hello. Is that? Oh, Wenlin. Yeah, that is hello. <laughs> Everybody say, "Oh, Wenlin, Wenlin, how Wenlin?" Do I'm like, no, it's not Wenlin. <laughs> <laughs> what time we cooking up, girl? <laughs> That's all I need. That's the first thing I want to learn when I go there. How you say when we hooking up? <laughs> oh, my uh-huh. goodness. You in China is dangerous, bitch. I'm dangerous anyway. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> in China. There would not be a Brian Jones Museum in no, China. No, 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 no. Penitentiary, <laughs> baby. Yeah. That's about it. Penitentiary. <laughs> penitentiary. And Gio and Jones and Stephon Marbury. What's your proudest accomplishment in your life? My proudest accomplishment, I would have to say first winning the high school championship. Hmm. You know, winning the high school championship for me in New York City. You know, my brothers, I mean, all my brothers play basketball here in New York City for Abraham Lincoln. Um, and all of them fell short. And, you know, I had the opportunity to win the championship. And my little brother was on the team as well. So we both won the championship. So we my brother, my oldest brother, my older brothers, they vicariously lived through us. <laughs> That's great, yeah. No, I mean, you were a big deal in being a guy who paid attention to all sorts of New York basketball. I mean, you were, like, the biggest deal back then. That's a, it's a cool thing. And to play for the hometown team as well. Exactly. I, I mean. Experience. You can't, ex- no one can take my experience away from playing in the garden. Yeah. No one would nev- never take take my, my thrills away. The garden is I mean, no matter what, it's still a, the most special place and sacred ground um, in basketball here in New York City. Yeah, I was one of those guys cheering when I heard, you know, you hit a three, Stephon Marbury! <laughs> like, I, I was yeah. going nuts in my, my little <laughs> Nike Swingman white number three jersey up in the, the, the roof because that's all I could afford, you know? I mean, I was I was there with you. And, and uh, you know, I think that even though the Knicks have gone through some some brutal times, there's still good memories uh, in there and, and always yeah oh. always you always can take the good you always take the good so when you you look upon your career and the future of it how much longer you plan on playing and and you, you still feel like you you have a lot of life left yeah I'm, I'm this is my last season playing as a pro um there are other leagues that are out there that I'm interested in I like the the big three because the big three is going to the Olympics so I think you know, there will be opportunities for guys to be able to exploit another horizon in mm-hmm. basketball and in sports, especially on a global scale. So um, I'm just keeping my options open. I'm I'm 40 years old. I'm still in shape. I'm fit. You know, I'm mentally focused. Um, I know what I want to do. I know the game of basketball. So 
I have a lot of positive things going in my direction as far as me being able to still play basketball at my age. So now, will you still good. bounce back and forth between the states and, and China once China you hang home? That's always that's gonna be home. Yeah, no, it is home. Okay, oh, it is home. <laughs> yeah, it my is bad. Home. It's yeah. home. This China's home and America's home. These are my two places where I live at, and I enjoy it. I really do. It creates you know really good balance for me. Let's. Sweet. Let's get him ready for some of the questions he might face at, <laughs> okay. at NYU. All right, so it's, it's tomorrow mm-hmm. at uh, at four o'clock Eastern time. You're going to be at NYU speaking mm-hmm. to students. Um, all right, so guy raises his hand in the front row. You still hate Mike D'Antoni? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't hate anybody. Okay. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. You, you got uh, one. Yeah, they, I can get to. How much money you make? <laughs> None of your damn business. He's I, supposed to. Right. I know. I'm going to ask you for it, <laughs> but that's right. what I say. I'm, I'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. None of your, your nosy bastard. <laughs> all right. Uh, Steph, I'm a, I'm a guy who uh, has not had a lot of luck with the ladies. I'm moving into the dorm. What's your advice for me? Do their homework. <laughs> That's it, huh? That's it. That's a good one. Yeah, you get, can I help you with your homework? <laughs> you need help? <laughs> oh, I, know, I know how to do that. I was listening in class. You came a little late. <laughs> I got a business venture and I was I'm looking for some investors. Will you take a look at it? No problem. We can look at it. How can we help each other? Mm, That's right. Yeah. There's probably not a college kid freshman right now who can help you with anything. I don't don't, You never know. You never you never never know. You never know. That's why you're successful. That's right. Yeah, you, you do never know. Um do you get? Are you comfortable up in front of a bunch of kids and 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 speaking to them? Because a lot of people don't like public speaking, and and here you are imparting your wisdom on them. Is that an uncomfortable thing? Nah, you know, someone did it for me, um, and I, this is just all part of the give back. It's part of you obtaining the knowledge and experience, and you passing it on. You know, when I was younger, and I heard so many different athletes speak and talk about life about sports about whatever it is that they spoke about and you know i was the kid that was always sitting in the front paying attention and listening you know so that i can learn and for me to be able to speak at nyu i mean it's it's high praise and high honor um i'm just i'm elated to be able to do so and i'm excited about it so when you come back stateside because i imagine you spend the majority of your time in china yeah most of the time what emotions are you overcome with when you land back here in the United States? At first, it was a little culture shock for me when I came came back after staying for a whole season and coming back to America because you see Chinese people, mostly Chinese people every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came back to America, it was like I was seeing so many different... Oh, there go Pookie! <laughs> I was seeing Pookie. I was seeing, you know, I, 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 was seeing, I was seeing different, you know, just seeing different faces every right. day now it became completely strange to me and i was like why is this you know happening but culturally attention this is foreign different. <laughs> and then that is I mean, you, when you live in there yeah. and you're seeing it every day it's just completely different it's not the same and you know chinese people they everybody pretty much they have the same type of facial features it's mm-hmm. not like you got black or you got spanish people or you know what i'm saying it's yeah. not like that it's completely different 
See, what? that's why I need to go over there and help him with the diversity. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, man, listen. I ain't going to help him out with the they diversity. Need, they don't need any help, <laughs> yes, man. they do. They don't need you. We don't help. want everybody with the same no. features. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I got this. Uh, My calling. <laughs> we, have, we have about a minute left with you. What can we expect from Starberry in the coming months uh, for people who are interested? Starberry.com. Well, we're going to be um, in City Trends. Um, that's one. Starberry.com, brick and mortar for City Trends, and trying to go into other outlets um, such as Walmart, Kohl's, uh, J.C. Penney's. Um, we're seeking uh, Journey. We're seeking out all of the the, the big distribution companies. Um, and for Starberry.com, it's it's about the revamp and it's about the change. It's gonna be pretty 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 sweet. We're gonna have a nice pre-order section where people will be able to pre-order things just like they pre-order on Nike or Adidas mm-hmm. um, and setting up that that whole platform. Um, we're excited. You know, it's, it's, it's looking really promising. We have baby clothes now, and I'm making some baby clothes. Oh, wow. I have a grandson, right. so, you know, nice. I was inspired by him. And he's a monster. He's big. He's, <laughs> you know, he's a beautiful baby, and he's inspired me to do baby clothes at an affordable price for people because, we, you know, kid, baby the babies grow so fast. Yeah. So you got to buy new stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I have three little ones. So, you know, I, I understand and I get it. And my daughter now is experiencing it. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Make him a customer for life. Yep. Hey, Start him young. Try. Listen, it's great talking to you. Congratulations on Thank everything. You so much. And uh, I've always been rooting for you. And I'm, and I'm very, very happy to see all the success that you've had. Thank you so much. I'm rooting for some high steppers in blue and green, <laughs> side 13. Okay, <laughs> damn it. I got oh, it. I got the best. I'll pay for them. No, I don't want to be free. I can afford these prices. Yeah, Come on. That is true. All right. Stefan Marbury, we're coming right back. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on in Houston is continuing to get worse because it's just not stopping. The storm has stalled above that area and continues to dump massive amounts of rain on areas that are already in disaster zones, catastrophic flooding to say the least. There's been some criticism out there of certain entities and people uh, with their response to this. One was the Texas Rangers with the Houston Astros. We discussed that earlier when they did not want to swap the home series. Now they're playing at Tropicana Field as opposed to doing the swap that the Astros had suggested. And also yesterday, an odd story, Joel Osteen, who is the guy who is the televangelist that many people know, who Brian was giving his commencement address at UT, and he was in the front row, and we joked about trying to get him on to to give a grade on Brian's speech, and we never did. So he was getting crushed yesterday because he has a 16,000-seat church. The old summit where the Houston Rockets used to play. Right, and it's called um, Lakewood. Mm -hmm. So he apparently was saying that, or somebody from there, they were reluctant to open their doors to victims that were seeking shelter right so there was someone who got in touch with a spokesperson and said no we're open if you can get here you can you can be here we're not turning anybody away right. so there was conflicting reports about this well he's he, there was a lot of criticism on social media if you might as you might imagine and 
just today I saw where he has uh, made the church available for evacuees, and, and so they have opened their doors. Yeah, and, and that, that changed overnight. And after the criticisms, well, I don't know if there was a point where he flat out said no to the city or no to anybody. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that was the understanding yesterday afternoon and last night that he just was not letting people in there. So I don't know how true it was, but he is now the the doors there are open. And he said, uh, we have never closed our doors. We will continue to be a distribution center to those in need. We are prepared to house people once shelters reach capacity. So I guess he was basically saying that the shelters are doing a great job now. When you need us, I guess, we will be there for you, but we don't want to become a shelter at this point. He also, I, I don't know. That uh, that shouldn't have been said either. Uh, if you need us, we're here. No matter what's going on at the shelters, our doors are always open and will be open for those who are in need. That yeah. should be the response. So um, they are now preparing. There's some air mattresses in there. They're getting some supplies in there. They're preparing for the place to be a shelter for right. some of the uh, the overflow. But you know, whether the all of this was true that they he had said no at some point or someone said no, I mean it's just a, it, it's a bad look if right. you don't come out right away when you're this guy and say whatever you need, you know whatever it is, and not like we have to wait a little bit, we have mm-hmm. to do this, we have to do that. He did put up a a donation site. He said, uh, go to lakewoodchurch.com slash relief. But, you know, people are angry and they want to pounce on someone who's got, you know, a $10 million house and this giant mega church, and then it doesn't seem like he's helping. Now, I don't know if that was the truth or not. I don't I don't know, but I do know that they are preparing now to to help, so it's a, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. But it did, you know, as they say, the optics, that's one of those buzzwords, the yeah. optics yesterday for, for Mr. Osteen were definitely right yeah not if, good if you're saying if you have all these these prerequisites uh to opening up your your building for those in need um you're gonna have bad optics yeah. and there shouldn't be any prerequisites when you're dealing with a natural disaster as they are there in the houston area yeah and guys like him i don't like to begin with i'll just be completely honest i mean i i just it seems like you're you're preying on vulnerable people and making a crap ton of money for it like someone who does something like that and then doesn't take all the money for himself. Like I feel like when you're you're preaching, you shouldn't be gaining that much of a monetary gain from it. It just it I don't know. It works against each other. That's just the way I feel. <laughs> I I feel like you look at your congregation as a sucker, a group of suckers when you buy a ten million dollar house. I mean, it doesn't seem like well, you're, you're doing... selling something, and I don't know if he necessarily. Uh labels himself or sees himself as a you know one of those televangelists or, or what because I've listened to some of his his uh sermons and it's more of a uh you know pep talk if you will uh, even though there are there are biblical references here and there so I don't know how he he necessarily looks at himself but he's made a ton of money and and he's selling something well, he's a, and, I mean he's a religious guy yeah I mean, no and doubt, he well yeah there's no doubt about it true uh, I mean, so the, the, I don't think all of them are, are cut from the same cloth, and, uh, and and he does make a boatload of money, though. And, yeah. and it's not like he's holding a gun in anyone's head. So if you're willing to give it to him, that's on you. Yeah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. But it just it seems 
hypocritical to mm-hmm. me when when you have the ten million. <laughs> the law is saying empty your pocket right now. Right, like you know, if you're really someone who's looking to help people, maybe maybe just take the two million dollars. Stop. Not the not the fifty million. I need dollars. a new jet, Creflo yeah. Dollar. <laughs> Creflo Dollar is one of my favorite references that you make. <laughs> I need a new jet. All right. Earlier, we had the Hawaiian snowball in here, Sean Marash, uh, who was uh, <laughs> wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I don't feel right. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, the producer of the <laughs> DA show, who has uh, like iron lung because of construction <laughs> Fumes. I don't know, debris that he's been sniffing well, in. Let me just jump in right now. Stop the joking, because this is now serious. In fact, we're going to seal ourselves into this room and not leave until things are figured out, because there are two other people that have the same <coughs> symptoms what? as Sean. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. There are two other of our co- colleagues who sit right out there where we all sit in the morning that are dealing with the same thing. you got to be kidding Cough, me. Cough, congestion... Well, this Extreme is terrible now. Flumminess. Wait, wait yeah. a second. So, all right, let me just, if you missed it earlier, there's a ton of construction that's going on here in our newsroom adjacent to us. They put up these big tarps, but, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that's happening because we have to, we're not a place that can shut down or move our operation. We have to do the radio shows from here. And Sean Marash went to the doctor. He was sick. He thought he had strep throat. He said, no, this is something that we see in construction workers. Mm-hmm. He had work done in his bathroom at his house, so he no. thought that that was mostly the culprit because he said he was going to give this place a pass. Now there's two other people that work out there that have the same symptoms. Ben Horowitz, who's on, who's part of this show often when either Peter Mike is out, mm-hmm. uh, and James Graceffo, who's here to run WatchDA.com, both apparently under the weather uh, with the same exact symptoms as Sean. And they're not just joining this fight because it sounds good. Uh, I don't think there be there'd be time for that. I think Sean, maybe even Pete. Pete's been sick since the beginning of last week. Pete might be patient zero. Well, Pete is. Uh, he's always looking for something like this. That, I mean, this is ridiculous. this is this is Pete's Super Bowl. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play it. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this I mean, this really is this. In all in all seriousness, I have had I have been had a little cold, but I'm not going to blame it on this place. But I'm bl- I, I've been feeling a little under the weather. I'm blaming it on this place. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> I'm calling my lawyer as soon as I get off here. You yeah. hear that? Coming which, to get wait, you. Which lawyer handles? Well, oh, the black one handles okay. this. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, you got yeah. it. No. No, I'm going no, with the black got, one. No, no, no. You've no, you got, got a good track record. <laughs> no, don't I'm telling you. No, this, this is a job for the Jewish guy. No. No, no I think it is. I think it is. This just it feels like that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He speaks their language. Yeah. <laughs> this is all Wait. garbage. So you don't, you don't, don't buy any of this. It's a bunch of out of shape radio people. I am not out of shape. Not, you're not. I can't yet. breathe. Wait, wait, time out. Hold on. Sean's out of shape. Ben is not out of shape. The other guy is. Who's he? The James character. I don't know who that good. is. I don't think this. See is the real. guy who looks like the critic, John Lovitz. <laughs> yes. Who? Ronnie Lang. It's one big coincidence. <laughs> I don't buy this at all. But what if it's not? It, Are you it, hater? I just. What if they all have a cold? Is basically what Mikey B is saying. Everybody here is run down. They work too much. They're out of shape. They, they don't, don't take work care of, too much, Brian. They don't take care of themselves, and I think it's just a well, coincidence. That may be true. They don't take care of themselves. Yeah, but I, I mean, does Sean sick all the time? No, oh, man. <laughs> I thought that He's was not live. really. I mean, is and he, he sounds terrible. I'm sitting out there across from him right now. He sounds awful. 
But the doctor said that it was from construction, Mike. That's a doctor. Right. I feel fine. Okay. When I sit out there. So I, I feel fine. I, I just think it's an excuse. I don't think. Maybe it's not affecting you the way that it's affecting them. Yeah, maybe, maybe. you're tougher than us. Yeah. People have different bodies and react differently. Yeah. Exactly. They do. Some of us didn't take body by Biseglia, so we're more prone <laughs> yes. to germs. That's their loss. <coughs> My game. <sighs> now, what if it were true, though? What if this was affecting the employees? You wouldn't feel bad for them or be concerned for your own health? I mean, don't we need to take this seriously? That would be a problem. Yeah, right. So just, I mean, let's just uh, keep the door open here. No, don't. Keep the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm, like, a little bit concerned. I'm, I don't feel too good. Thank you. Come on. I'm serious. How much time do you spend in that newsroom? Seriously. A lot. <laughs> well, what? the time you do spend there collecting whatever might be in the air, you then pass on to more people than any of us combined because of all your hugging and high-fiving and yeah, Man, I can't help groping. people want to hug yeah. you. Why are you so damn jealous about people hugging me? I'm not jealous. You I'm always bring it up. For you. Yeah. Can't help it. People Someone's, don't gravitate to you. This is like hour one. Someone at some point is going to rein you in and make it click that maybe it's not us. <laughs> Maybe it's you. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Misbehaving. The lady I hugged this morning, did she approach me or did I approach her? She did again. She now approached me. It's, it's like uh, Stockholm Syndrome. They know to give you the hug. Right. To or get else. out of the way. Yeah, or right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this over with. You said, hello, so, sugar. So was- <laughs> <laughs> While you were coughing up blood. From the construction. She felt bad for me because I was coughing. And and then she grabbed my buttocks. Oh no, she, she did. Did she? Yeah, that was oh, between us, though. That doesn't, that doesn't help our case. It does. <laughs> I'm going to HR right after oh, I call them. Stop. <laughs> All right, they'll laugh at you. So how far can we take this? Have we walked over there into the construction zone and just started breathing in all the stuff and get sick? You think we'd well, be? A, is the, that going to hurt our lawsuit? Or all those dudes are all covered up. I mean, they've got masks and goggles There's on. The reason and we're they're just covered up. out here, yeah. though, wide open spaces, yeah. having Big that stuff petri dish down on top of us. Wow. Yeah. On on a serious meter here, how serious are you? Um, at a scale of one to ten, it's it's got like a four. Now that there are other victims, <laughs> potential victims. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why is Mike angry as if he owns a construction company? Well, yeah, because he's big on the take care of yourself and you won't get uh, iron lung. Like, I, I mean, sometimes that Ben Horowitz is in better shape than you are. That's and he's fine. Not, that's not true. Oh, yeah, oh, he is. Oh, oh, yeah, no, he is. no, no, no. Everybody, oh. the show. everybody else. <laughs> Pete, definitely, ben. Oh, Pete, shut yes. your mouth. Every, everybody says that. So, Ben's suck. been much better. <laughs> Gio and Jones will talk to you tomorrow. We're still live. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.